You know, you know, two people were quarreling, mechanic and organizer. You know the way it is. Just workmen. We stop quarreling. Now what is it? It's not just five now. I don't stop fighting, stop fighting. They separated them. And the organizer was walking away. The mechanic thought the fight was over. So the organizer saw a bottle. Before anything was happening, he broke it and stuck into the boy's neck. And that boy died. That's why, the, that's why that man got involved. He was now charged for murder. And he didn't know when he killed somebody. All he knew was that he was in a fight. They separated them. The anger was still boiling inside him. And then, before anything was happening, he had broken a bottle and killed somebody. That was the kind of thing that almost happened to Ben Carson. Except that God used it to warn him. And what did he do? Which one we're telling the story? He ran home. I think he entered the bathroom or a closet or somewhere and locked himself there for a few hours. And he was crying unto him that was able to deliver him from death. And he was head because he feared. When he left that place, he became so gentle, he acquired the nickname Gentle Ben. That was how Jesus handled it. What am I saying? Christians, we are going to pray. This is what we'll be using our prayers for. There's another thing I want to explain as laying a foundation for this. It is what God has been able to turn our hearts to that decides what he will bring into our lives. Do you hear what I said? Many of these prayer, 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 command this to come. The thing doesn't want to come. That's why you are commanding it to come. I don't know whether you are getting what I'm saying. We are not attracting it. Many Christians, God said, if I prosper you, we die early. He said, why? He said, because you are a fool. The prosperity of a fool destroys him. So every night is there in church. 2016, prosperity will come to you. Man, shall say amen. You will sow a seed, a dangerous one. The heaven-breaking seed. Oh, God. Pastors are very wicked. <laughs> Some of us there. Eh? You know, the people that should be taking God are his, his kind, his pastors. The lies we have told from here. That's why God can't judge PC, PDP or APC. He can't. How can you judge PDP or APC when the you know, church PC is doing all kinds of things? <laughs> <laughs> Manufacture all kinds of things. Value added tight. God, thank you, you are merciful. Why? And all of us are falling for it just in case it will work. One day I was somewhere, one man was preaching. And he finished preaching, he said, Now today you will say this hundred dollars, Nigerian. Say, give a hundred dollars to break the pack of poverty. He says, small, small boys and girls, young young men and women running forward. Want to break the back of poverty. Wicked soul wants to break the back of poverty. Lying soul wants to break the back of poverty. Selfish soul wants to break the back of poverty. They are working in all kinds of iniquity. Because if I give you money, the money will destroy you. If you are still working in pride, I pour money into your life, that pride will become consolidated, aggregated, and it will kill you. Paul said, I was given a ton in the flesh, lest I be exalted beyond measure. Many of us have been given a ton in our pocket, lest we become too proud. 
No turn in the pocket. It's always empty. Yes, that's the word I'm turning the pocket. And he said, God, break through upon me. God said, break through upon you. Break through upon you. If I do, God said, God, give me a car. You know what you think that? This is my neighbor. I will overtake him one day on the express. That's what they are thinking of. All, the, all their prayer for a car is, Lord, this is my neighbor, Mr. Uche. I must overtake him on the express. And there's one problem with God, though. If you harass him long enough, finally he says, okay, give him a car. He wants the one that can run fast. Give him. Make sure he can run very fast. Lord, any other thing? No, leave him alone. Let him drive by himself. You know what that means? When God says, leave him alone, let him drive by himself. And truth, you'll be waiting. The day Mr. Uche is going to nature, you, you, you don't balance for night mind, they wait the man. <laughs> And the man goes, phew, then you overtake him, wow, fast motor, except the Dangote truck, one cross road, that time. <laughs> if God is still very merciful, he will destroy the car to pieces, collect maybe two bones, a few things, just two weeks in coma, two weeks in coma, no problem. And you wake up, you say, Lord, before I was afflicted, I went astray. Now I obey your word. When you come again, when they say, car, say, no, it goes too fast. <laughs> the Lord is good. Why am I saying all of these things? Where our prayer is supposed to start from? It's not to be gathering the things that are outside. Those things are added to us. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all other things shall be added. Anything that's missing in your life, there's a level of righteousness you have not yet attained. That's why. Righteousness does not mean good works. So. Let's get it clear. It doesn't mean how much good works you have done. It's how much you have conformed your heart to the will of God, to the image of Christ. That's what we call righteousness. It's not as if how much good works I have done. No, 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 no. no. That's not what I'm talking about. But my message today, like I said, is about prayer. How did Jesus do it? How did Jesus walk in such a manner that he overcame every single temptation? I summarize it by saying what he did simply was to take the word of God and use it in prayer. That's what he did. And that is what you will do. Listen to me. There is no Christian that has any right to be addicted to anything. There is no reason why there should be any sin in the life of any believer that doth easily be set, like the Bible says. If it is there, the Bible says you can lay aside every weight and the sin that doth easily be set. That is sin that makes people tumble, you know, trip over. They trip over every time. The reason why Christians don't get it right is because they don't use the right methods. There's no strength in human beings by themselves to do anything. Even Jesus did not use his own strength. The hardest temptation of his life, we talked about it. He went and prayed until God sent him angels with strength. I hope you are getting the point I'm making. My emphasis again is to let you know that you are an overcomer already. Let me say something, then we will pray. If God does something for us, if we don't know what he has done, hmm? we don't enjoy the benefits of it. Open your Bibles quickly. Second Peter chapter 1. I want us to read that one. 
Peter said, grace and peace be multiplied to you. Verse 2. In the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, seeing that his divine power has granted to us, please listen to this, his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. Verse 4. For by these he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises, so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. Let me stop here. What was Peter saying? God has granted to us what is necessary to overcome sin in life. Somebody say amen. Amen. You know, many things in life, people just assume. You see, faith is very powerful. If anybody anybody tells that, look, everybody does this, like they lie to us in Nigeria, that everybody steals money. Just don't believe it. What did I say? Say it loud. You know why? It's not true. People come and tell young boys and young girls that everybody is having sex. It's a lie. Fat lie. Big, fat, robust lie. When you go to Eve and say that God said, did God really say, he said, you shall not surely die. Once Eve receives that, she loses the ability to obey God. What we do in life is to be telling people lies. What we need is to learn the word of God. And what does the word of God say? The word of God tells us simply, That God has given us promises so that by these promises we can be partakers of divine nature. And by the same promises we escape the corruption that is in the world by lust. I remember when I was a little boy once, we used to do, you know, high jump. You know what they call high jump? Yes. So I still remember, I mean, I'm telling you when we're like, um, I remember eight, nine. That was our age, but I remember very well. So my friends and I, we have these sticks. Put them there, put a bar across, and then we jump. And of course, we're all jumping about the same level. Then one day, I traveled. We went on a short holiday for maybe like two weeks. Then when I returned, the boys in the neighborhood, they showed me the height they were now jumping. Before, we could just jump things like around our knees, maybe something like mid-thigh, because we'll run back and just jump straight. Then when I came back, boys were jumping things, Across their chest. So when they showed it to me, I said, it's a lie. It's not doable. They said, it's true. This person jumps it. This person jumps it. This person jumps it. Of course, that was at night. Okay, next day. I was waiting. So they put the six down. Put the thing up to this level. And the first guy came. Pa, 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 pa. Boom. Bam. On the other side. The stick was still intact. The next guy came, boom, on the other side. Ah, this is the interesting part. I went back, boom, on the other side. I made it too. <laughs> I didn't know I could do it until I came. I know my guys were doing it. We now learned new methods, Western Road, Sagalo, all kinds of style. We, there was no, I remember Western Road. We did all kinds of style. Do scissors, that's what we call scissors. All methods were employed, but boys no go leave me behind. Though. 
Well, you know they carry last like they say. <laughs> lie, lie, I know they carry last. Forget. <laughs> what is the point I'm making? When I thought it could not be done, I didn't do it. When I came back and found everybody was doing it, I said, eh. So I have this ability. It, it even crossed my mind. I said, you know that boy, his father is an athlete. Who, who remembers all this kind of thing? You know, his father, his father gave them, um, what do you call it, special seeds to eat. They helped them jump during the day. Who remember that? All I knew was they were my mates, they were my friends, they were my size, my height. They are jumping this. Hey, I can do it too. Listen. Let me read one scripture. And I will, I will, I will, I will, I will pray and close with it. Psalm 17, quickly. My emphasis is, listen, many of the problems we have in life, they come into our lives because we have not yet overcome the devil in that area. Overcoming the devil, overcoming Satan does not mean I have taken what he stole from me. It means he, ne- he no longer sends me about as if I'm a servant. It doesn't make me fall into his temptations as if I work for him. That's what overcoming Satan means. So what did I say? 17, yes. I want to read this from um, two versions. Let's start first, uh, first of all from my usual one, New American Standard. It said, Here it just calls, O Lord, give heed to my cry. Give ear to my prayer, which is not from deceitful lips. Verse 2. Let my judgment come forth from your presence. Let your eyes look with equity. You have tried my heart. You have visited me by night. You have tested me and you find nothing. Now notice this. I have proposed that my mouth will not transgress. As for the deeds of men, by the words of your lips, I have kept from the paths of the violent. Let me read from New Living Translation. From verse 3. You have tested my thoughts and examined my heart in the night. You have scrutinized me and found nothing wrong. I am determined not to sin in what I say. I have followed your commands, which keep me from following cruel and evil people. Verse 5, he says, My steps have stayed on your path. I have not wavered from following you. My emphasis is on that verse 4. As for the deeds of men, by the words of your lips, I have kept me from the paths of the violent. By using the word of God, I have kept myself from following evil people. By using God's word. That's, what, that's actually where my message was going. Remember I said Jesus did this by using the word of God in prayer. The job of a believer is to overcome the temptations of life by using the word of God in prayer. Our duty, it is satanic, alright? It's a satanic job to be excusing iniquity. Yeah, that's the job of Satan. You will not surely die. It's Nigeria. Without doing what is wrong, how are you going to get by? It is not your fault. In fact, the way the man was talking, there's no way that you won't answer him back. Submission does not mean you won't tell him the truth. <laughs> you get my point? Ah, you don't know women. You can't trust them. Love your wife. You will love them, but you will use sense. <laughs> These are all the justifications we use to continue in iniquity. But you know what David said here? He said, as for me, by employing your words, 
sticking to that word alone, the preceding verse is very important for us to note. It said, I have proposed that my mouth will not transgress. That's where it starts from. What we say with our lips. Married man, let me quickly tell you. There are words you shouldn't tell your wife. Like, this girl, I will beat you one day. It seems like you are threatening so that she will stop what she's doing. But it's prophetic. It's a prophecy. Ah, it's prophetic. Just say it long enough. <laughs> it will come to pass. And please, don't add the other one. I will kill you one day. <laughs> I'm begging you. Don't even say it. It's better to turn it. You know, you can use words different ways. You would look at her and say, Oh girl, you will not provoke me to beat you. It's the same point. You made the same point. You have made the same point. She has realized that what, you have, what I have done is provocative of Muhammad Ali. <laughs> is it Mike Tyson? I am Mike Tyson. <laughs> be careful. Don't use prophetic words. Don't, that is, be careful. Don't misuse prophetic words. He said, I have proposed that my mouth will not transgress. And because of time, I'm going to close now. But these are the things I want to explain. This is how we do. Listen, when we want to pray, when temptations arise, ah, this, God, thank you very much. You know, I have realized, if I, if I hear of a big challenge coming, this is, doesn't disturb me anymore. Even if I have to make a difficult decision. It doesn't worry me much. Do you know why? Over years, I have realized that it's very simple. Before the day I need to decide, all I need to do is spend time to pray. When I need to decide, now let me explain what I say. If they say sacrifice Isaac, all God needs to do for me, bank it, to sacrifice Isaac now is to tell me on time. I'm not bragging, I'm just I'm giving him the glory. If he says, Banky, Abraham, Abraham Black, come. <laughs> sacrifice your Isaac. I ask now, now Lord, he says yes. I said it can't be true. Even Jesus had he took permission. What did Jesus do? They said, go to the cross. He said, I'm coming. Is that not what happened? Go to the cross. He said, I'm coming now. <laughs> so he went into the garden. So the people were taken to the cross. They waited outside spiritually. All the angels that were supposed to lead him to the cross, they waited outside. And if you go and read, like we were reading Jonah the other time, Jonah said, you have tossed me into the sea. So it was God that tossed Jonah into the sea. But we know it was human hands. In the same manner, the people that are supposed to take Jesus to the cross, they're spiritual, but the physical ones we saw were Romans. So you know what the Lord Jesus did? He said, I'm coming. So he went to the garden and they stayed outside. And he prayed, Father, see those boys outside? <laughs> if there's another way, let's forget this thing, let's go another way. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then he came out. Once he saw them, he said, let's go. He said, I'm coming. And he saw the picture of the cross. It was not nice. Let us go. He said, no, I'm coming. He went back inside. He prayed and prayed and prayed. He knew what was coming. The other boys did not know. The small small they were sleeping. He said, pray that you will not fall for temptation. Peter was saying, I won't deny you. What else? Is it not to deny? I will not deny. When the Lord came again, he saw the picture. Get me, I'm being the trial. All right, sounds funny, but that's actually what happened. He went back and prayed until the other set of angels arrived. I won't discuss how they strengthen him now. 
But I believe that what they did was to give him the visions of God. Alright? Yes, that's what they did. When they came, they strengthened him. He came in and said, come, let us go. This time around, he came out. He was ready. Who do you see? Jesus of Nazareth. Said it is I. They by themselves, they fell backwards. And he stood and said, okay, one more try. He just, you know why he did all of that? To demonstrate that I'm doing this willingly. Nobody takes my life from me. I lay it down by myself. He could only do that too. after three hours in the garden. So that's why I said that if the Lord says, sacrifice your Isaac, bank it. Now, right now, I want Isaac. I said, Lord, let me go and bring Isaac. As I'm about to bring Isaac, I will dodge into the garden. And I will kneel down there. I will not come out until I can take Isaac freely. And say, come Isaac, we want to sacrifice you. There's no boju in Christianity. I'm not bold, I'm not strong. Are you getting my point? Yes. yes. So if you see very funny, will you bow? I will pray until I will not bow. I will not say, I will not bow. When they put nose, fire inside your nose, oh boy. <laughs> Let me tell you the truth. If you inhale hot, hot smoke, he said, but there are side bombers dying for Allah. They did not feel anything. Boy, they blew up. <laughs> if they do it like this, trust me. <laughs> so, Pastor Baker, you say we should bow? No. I'm saying that if we bow, God will say we did not do what we're supposed to do. So how do I handle not bowing? It's simple. He said, tomorrow we shall test you before the fiery furnace. This night I will not sleep. Father, in the name of Jesus, fiery furnace is coming. I have the strength in Christ. I will never deny him because the spirit of Christ is in me. That's why it means, what it means when it says you are using the promises to be a partaker of divine nature and escaping the corruption that is in the world by lust. I'm not justifying falling for evil. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's not personal strength. No. By the words of your mouth, I have kept me from the path of the destroyer. How do I do that? I take those words and I put it on my own lips. Let's do the few of them. We'll close with them quickly. I'm done with the message, but this is the prayer side of it, which I hope we'll just go into straight when we come next time. The kind of words, because he said we have promises. And by virtue of these promises, we are partakers when we use them of the divine nature. Let's take the first one. First John chapter 3. First John chapter 3. Let's just read as an example. Sometimes people make a mistake. Let me quickly explain that before we read this. Sometimes people make the mistake of trying to explain the word of God by their experiences. Don't ever do that. What did I say? What I'm trying to say is that don't take a word and see whether it is true based on what you have experienced. If the word is true, I, sorry, the word is true. Please say amen to that. If your life has not conformed, you have not yet applied the word. Are you getting my point? For example, if it says there's no good thing we withhold from those who walk uprightly. Some people will tell, actually, I had a man, a friend of mine who was a theologist, he studied theology, he has a BA in theology. One day we studied scriptures together. We were just discussing the word of God. And we quoted the scripture that David said, I've been young, now I am old. I have never seen the righteous forsaken or his children beg bread. A theologian said that either David was blind or he was lying. 
Can you believe that? Some people are bold. Even if you are thinking some things, you don't say it. Later on, I just read and I said, you see, this is the problem. That's what the Bible calls pride. I've told you, sin. The real sin that God judges is things like that. If David says it like that, you know how a Christian reacts? Amen. I've been young, I'm old. Now, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his children beg for bread. So you see, it's one or two things. Either the people were not really righteous. Or the children decided to go against the order of their parents. I don't want any other explanation. It has to be like that. So if I appear like I'm forsaken, I won't say this because of my righteousness. I say, no, 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 no. That's not what the Bible says. I will walk on my righteousness and I will declare that scripture until it becomes my experience. The scriptures are given for war. When your life wants to move the other opposite direction, you say, no, you're not going anywhere. You will stay here. Like I keep on telling you, as you are growing, eh, you will get to an age in life when you will have a reason to say, age is catching up with me. And that's one thing you must never say. I, I was telling my wife the other day, we were discussing, that was it this morning or yesterday night? We were talking at home. We were just chatting, you know, discussing the word of God and stuff like that. I said there was a time I had pains in two of my fingers. It was there for months, not one day. There was a day, there was a time I, I bandaged my hand to go to bed. Just to keep the hand splinted. You know I'm a doctor. Many of you don't believe it. But it's actually true. The way I talk, you see that this guy can't be a doctor. But actually I'm a doctor. I spent six years in medical school. <laughs> when I was done, they gave me bachelors of medicine, bachelors of surgery. When I finished my NYC, I spent another five years to become a specialist in pathology. And I've been teaching that since the year 2000 to medical students. I know this job. And I know my colleagues. I know their ignorance, their stupidity. I feel sorry for people who, who trust them. I just feel sorry. I feel so sorry. I just shake my head. Oh, What's wrong with you? The doctor said, ah! He didn't check what God said. <laughs> Doctors no small. I'm not saying they don't know anything. No, just small. A little bit above the market woman. Just a little bit. <laughs> I'm not joking. No, think about it. If the knowledge of life eh, is from here, this is zero, so you all can see it. And here. If market woman is here, doctor is just like here. After six years, seven years, ten years, now day a day. If you want to go beyond, buy a Bible. I know what I'm telling you. Where, where am I going? I know the kind of thing they will say. Small, small fingers. They will tell me I have maybe early signs of rheumatoid arthritis. I say, me. One day, I stood, of course, every day I stand saying, in the name of Jesus, I speak to you. The life of Christ is working in me. The life of Christ is working in me. You know the funny thing? After a few months, will this pray help me understand something? It's the way you drive. Something happened one day. I just realized that without realizing, little by little, I sprain my joints the way I hold my steering. And I just changed it. And little by little, the pain disappeared. Until the thing became perfectly, completely, totally normal. I said, no be me. One half-educated doctor will use 
to practice. That's why they call it practice. Medical practice. <laughs> you want to live long by a Bible. You know I've been saying this, you know. I've been saying this for a very long time. You want to live long, what do you do? Buy a Bible. Wake up in the morning and say why I went into that is that we use it to fight. We don't just expect that things will just come out normal. When I started that fight, I didn't think it was the way I drove. I just said, this one, I'm winning. It was a personal determination. You are not going to cripple my finger. Anytime I say that, I will speak to it in the name of Jesus. The spirit of Christ dwells in me. It gives life to my mortal body. In the name of Jesus. It weeks. But some will have gone to excuse, no, it's my age. My grandfather had this problem. I heard that his, my uncle, the thing finished him. So my mother took, brought it into our family, and now, once you accept it, the devil will say, hug me, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> now, why did I say this? We use the word of God to what? Fight. That's what we use it for. I said we should put somewhere, right? Let's just read it and then we'll close. In fact, let's rise to our feet as we read so that you know I'm stressed about closing. Yes, right, because if I do it, you realize this man is not one go house. You know that kind of thing. And say, the man is not sweaty, so he doesn't want to go home. <laughs> the Lord is good. First John chapter 3. Let me just read from verse 4. Everyone who practices sin also practices lawlessness. And sin, he says, is lawlessness. You know that he appeared in order to take away sins. And in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him sins. No one who sins has seen him or knows him. Let me just jump down because of time. Verse 9, it says, No one who is born of God practices sin because his seed abides in him and he cannot sin because he is born of God. People have taken this scripture to argue whether Christians sin or they don't sin. Today I want to put an end to that argument. It's unnecessary. This scripture is used to fight sin in your life. It's not whether your neighbor sinned. Okay, are you saying okay with this? Not a true Christian. Because the other day I saw him. He started arguing. It's like carrying your. They say go to battle. You carry your sword. Say that that man's sword is he a real sword? Where is he made? Is he German or Nigerian or Turkish? And war is coming. It is what a weapon. What do I call it? When you find yourself falling into sin, you wake up in the morning. I say, wait. Banky, you will conform to the word of God. So when temptation comes, you bring out the scripture. Say, I am born of God. And for that reason, I don't walk in sin. It's war. It is not as if, okay, let's see whether this scripture is true. Did I walk in sin last week? I did. I lied. I did this one. I did that one. Ah! That scripture, I'm not born of God. No, you have misused it. It is like, uh-huh, that was the day of ignorance. Peter said in 2 Peter chapter 1 there, he said, if anyone does not practice these things, he has forgotten that he's been redeemed from his sins. Sometimes people, because of ignorance, they walk in, what things, in, in, walk in the things that God has redeemed them from. So what do you do? You take the scripture and say, this one, I fight. What did I say? Just two words. What did I call it? For those who don't know Nigerian English, it's warfare. Amen? <laughs> but you know this, we have to speak proper English, alright? The proper English is what? 
now fight. Thank you, now fight. Begin to declare as we close. Say, I am born of God. Begin to declare it. Declare it. Say, I am born of God. I have power over temptation. I have power over sin. Everything that is recorded in the word of God, I can walk in it. Everything that is recorded in the word of God, I can walk in it. I walk in it. Declare it. I am born of God. <laughs> I do not practice sin. I do not practice lawlessness. I overcome Satan. I overcome his temptations. I do not turn my stones to bread. I do not worship any other God apart from my Father who is in heaven. I will not tempt the Lord my God. I have overcome the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. I have overcome the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. I have overcome the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Declare it. Say, I am born of God because I believe in the Lord Jesus. Say to yourself, declare it loud, the seed of God dwells in me. The seed of God dwells in me. And I am born of God. The seed of God dwells in me. And I am born of God. Say, the love of Christ is working in me. I love the word of God. <laughs> Say, by the word of God, I keep myself from following evil people. By the word of God, I keep myself from the path of the destroyer. By the word of God, I keep myself from following evil people. I have escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. I have escaped the corruption. I have escaped the lust in this generation. It has no power over me. See, I invoke the power of heaven to walk above sin. I invoke the resurrection power of Christ to walk above sin. I do not walk in, of the, walk in the counsel of the ungodly. I do not stand in the way of sinners. I do not sit in the seat of scoffers. My delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law I meditate day and night. I speak to my soul, delight yourself in God. Command your soul, say soul, delight yourself in God. By the word of God, keep yourself away from the path of wicked men. It's warfare. The Bible says it was head in that he feared. It says sin will not separate me from my destiny. I will not be destroyed like Samson. Say I make a covenant with my eyes. And I declare under the authority of the word of God. The lust of this earth you will not follow. I will not gaze upon the things that are of the lust of the flesh. It's a word I'm speaking to. My, I'm not describing my experience. So nobody said describe your experience. You are commanding your body. You are speaking to your soul. He says, soul, obey God. Body, I put you under, under the influence of the commandments of God. Say, sin shall not have dominion over me. Sin, you will not have dominion over me. Jesus has died. And he rose again. Thereby freeing me from the power of sin. Say, the cry of Jesus was for my sake. 
Therefore, I am delivered from loss. I am delivered from every affliction. I want you to speak to every temptation in your life. That sin that does easily beset. Say, I speak to you, not anymore. I overcome you. I am purified. I am washed by the blood of Jesus. I am purified. I am washed by the blood of Jesus. I am purified. I am washed by the blood of Jesus. Say the prince of this world is coming. He does not have anything in me. Because I have been washed. And because I have been purified. Say Jesus I thank you. Because your blood has washed me. Pushed my conscience. I have the power to walk above sin. Father, we give you thanks. In the name of Jesus Christ. I want us, I want to just give one more prayer point. We'll pray this and then we're going. I said something earlier. Many times people fall for a big well. They fall for what's in the realm of the spirit are small sins. But physically they look like big things. Why? Because the real big things they do not know. They, are, they think they are small. Those small things they did a few years ago and they are still in that particular spot. Small things they think. But they are the big things that make them unable to resist temptation now. Like I said earlier, they were eating all kinds of food. Now they say bow to idol now. They have become Muslims. Bow in front of idol every five times a day. They will come bow in front of idol. And they, ask, they don't like it. And that they come to bow, they don't like it. They wish they didn't have to be bound five times a day like this in front of this idol. How come they don't have the power? Simply because they are trying to resist the thing that's not the real problem. The real problem, they don't know it's a problem. So say, Pastor Banky, what is my real problem? I have one answer for you. I don't know. And that's why I'm bringing up the next prayer point. Just say, Lord, that which I see not, teach thou me. That's what, that's what Elihu said. Pray right now, but with a different perspective. Now you can understand what I'm saying. Say, Lord, if there is a small, that is what I thought was small, thing that I'm holding on to, which is exposing me to all unnecessary temptations, weakening my immunity against them. Lord, reveal it so that I can get rid of that one. Pray that prayer. Very important prayer. Ask the Lord. Sometimes it's just what you think is called prosperity. Many Christians stumble in that particular area. Money for them is prosperity. Crowd for them is ministry. Church building for them is a sign of success. I'm a pastor, I've built a big church. To them, it's a sign of success. And that is the problem. Some men, men they are not married today, not because anything is wrong with them. But God said they have a wrong concept of marriage. Same thing with women. Just say, Lord, teach me. Those are the real sins. A very important prayer. That's the most important prayer for today. Because sometimes people are walking in the kind of sin that's crippling their ability to overcome. But they don't know it is sin. So pray today. Say, Lord, reveal it to me. You know, you know what? I want us to close. But I want to ask you, especially this last prayer point, 
That is why Christians fast. Are you getting my point? I've told you, Christian fast has nothing to do whether you are hungry or not. If you are fasting and your stomach is not letting you concentrate, you know what you do? Settle your stomach with something small, come back and continue the fast. This one that you say, no, I will not eat, that is not sin. Eating is not sin. It's only Buddhists and Hindus that say, no, we will not eat anything until the fast is over. For us Christians, all right? We didn't kill Jesus, we believe in him. Amen? Uh-huh. So this killing of your flesh is not the idea. What it means to fast is that everybody has gone to sleep this night. Eh? Sleep early. Wake up at 12 midnight. That is a real fast. Carry a Bible. Go to your corridor. Come out in the compound. Let them think you have joined Kovu. You know, if you've never joined a, 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 joined a cult, you are not going to prosper in this life. Everybody must be in a cult. You must join your own cult. Me, I don't join. I don't know what, what you are waiting for. And in my cult, we have incantations. All kinds of dangerous incantations. When things are not working well in our court, we go inside and say, Lord, that which I see not teach down me. If I have done iniquity, I will not do it again. If you like, walk out at night, midnight, walk up and down. Just make sure that you, you pace up and down and pray that prayer. Because until God breaks you away from that little sin that holds you down, you may be on one spot for the next 20 years. And God is not in a hurry. He doesn't grow old. And you don't want to be on one spot for 20 years. One more minute, let us pray. And you are going to carry this prayer and continue at night today. Say, Lord, that which I see not teach me. Another prayer. Pray it again. It might be my idea of ministry, my idea of business, my idea of marriage. My, just an idea. Or somebody I'm relating with. Just press, put pause on that prayer so we can close. You continue when you get home. Father, we give you thanks for today. We thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's share the grace quickly. Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, surely we are passed out of death and we are passed into life. We are passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We are passed out from under the curse into the blessing. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of fruitfulness and multiplication in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. It sounds so good, we should do it again. Don't you think so? These are the incantations that give us life. This is how we tap. In Him is life. That word allows us to connect with the life that is in Christ. As we are declaring that sickness vanishes from your body in the name of Jesus. Doors that were closed to you before they open in the name of Jesus. The power to resist temptation comes to you in the name of Jesus. Victory is your portion in the name of Jesus. Let's share that grace one more time. Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, surely we have passed into life. We have passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We have passed out from under the curse into the blessing. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of fruitfulness and multiplication in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. One more time. This is my season of fruitfulness and multiplication in the name of Jesus. Bless somebody on your left and on your right. This is your season of fruitfulness and multiplication in the name of Jesus. One other person. All right, cheer up, brethren.